0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Amateurs Oz Podcast. Joining me today is my co-host Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yourself, Q? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not bad at all. Um, And also joining us a special guest, Peter from the Sidenet Podcast. How are you, big fella?
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh first time uh first time caller, long time listener. So please know. <laughs> it's,
0: uh, it's only taken us for, what two months since <laughs> we first said we wanted to get you on. It's all part
1: of the journey. We get there <laughs> in the end.
0: <laughs> well, one thing I'll state before we get on with the pod, mate, is uh you're guaranteed a green arrow this week. So I haven't checked in with Benny from uh the FBL Mavericks, but I'm pretty sure he did not too bad this week. So
1: yeah, I've seen that's part of the terms and conditions of be, being on the show that you get a green arrow. So <laughs> after copying three reds in a row, I'm so looking forward to a green one this weekend.
0: Yep, no, nah, it's it's good to see my secretary demo put that in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe we can set something
2: up where, you know, like uh, I know you used to work for SEN, so, you know, set up some prizes or something. Uh. <laughs>
1: <A> bataki bit- <laughs> ham coming your way. <laughs> you,
2: know, you know what? You know what? In all honesty, I used to actually call up uh, a fair bit on SEN and I actually won a few bataki bit- hams and they are actually nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not too bad, actually. I, I managed to get one one, one um, Christmas season. So, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> nice work.
0: <Nah, prank>. Nah. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm sure we can send out a West Ham coaster. I mean, by the end of the season, you'll probably have to pay someone to take it off you, so it'll probably lose value, but (laughs) we'll send them out while the value's high. Um, Right, I might get on to how my week went. We might cover 14 and 15 this week. So I'll start with week 14. I uh, finished on 73 points. Captain Salah for 30 points. Um, Ronaldo, Madison and Salah. Uh, returned the decent points for me that week. And Madison was my differential pick. So big green tick for that one. And this week I finished on 49 points. Captain Salah for 12 points with Bowen and Trent Alexander-Arnold doing all the heavy lifting for me and getting me a... I, I did have a green arrow after week 14, but then took a little red arrow back to 79K. So I think I went from 100K up to 70K, then back to 79K. So wasn't too bad. I'm still happy I'm in that uh, top 100K, but definitely room for improvement. What about you, Damo?
2: Uh, yeah, so with myself, I had a pretty shocking FPL fortnight. Uh, so uh, where are we? So week 14, I only scored 44 points, and uh, week 15 was even worse than 37. So <laughs> sitting at uh, 920 uh, total points, and uh, I actually dropped down to about – I think it was 442k, so it's massive, massive red arrow. Uh, thought I thought I was, I think before this fortnight, I was only about 20 off you, and I think now I'm about 50, so yeah, not looking I'm great. Back to where you belong, mate. Not, <laughs> not looking great, but uh, but yeah. So obviously my uh, my big trap got me uh, got me in trouble. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. We'll we'll live and learn, and uh, we'll continue to. Uh, uh, produce. I might have to. Uh, I was. Uh, I was actually saying to you earlier, Quentin. Uh, I might have to, you know, quit the pod and come back as a guest, so I can get a few green arrows.
0: Uh, happy to do that, mate. <laughs> My pleasure, mate. Um, how did you go this week, Pete?
1: Yeah, uh, garbage. I think is the best term to describe <laughs> this game week. So it's yeah, as I mentioned earlier at the top. Three red arrows in a row. So you finished up with forty-three points for game week fifteen. Uh, yeah, pretty awful overall rank. Now I've dropped down to fifty-seven k, which overall I think I should be pretty happy with. But I've sort of fallen from twenty k to fifty-seven in the space of three rounds. So I'm just I'm just falling down that hill. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to stop spiraling yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, just let you know that the red arrows will stop this week, and um, you can get back <laughs> on with business.
1: Fantastic. That's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, every guest we usually get on is always smashing us in the ranks. So good to see you keep up the the trend, mate.
1: <laughs> just, just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we might get into the FPL Twitter League template. Um, we'll start with week 14. Um, we had Ramsdale and Goals, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, James Alonso, uh, Captain Sala, um Joda, Rafinha, and Bermo, and then... James Vardy come off the bench for us. Oh, no, sorry. Had James Vardy, Tony, Antonio, and it finished the week on 58 points after a minus four. So took a little red arrow from 13.2K to 21.1K. And then game week 15 saw us line up with Ramsdale, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, James Alonso, Captain Seller, Joda, Rafinha, Gallagher, and then Rowe come off the bench for us and we had Antonio and Dennis. So we finished the week on thirty five points and took a massive red arrow from twenty one point one K to forty four point two K. So for once, um I'm better than the template team and uh, you are as well, Damo. Just just oh, skin your teeth, mate. So, um, so things they must are have looking gone up. bad.
2: They must have gone bad <laughs> then because I went terrible.
0: Yeah, well, there's not many weeks we can take the victory. We're usually getting smashed by the template team, so it was good. Um, Get on to our FPL Amateurs of Oz League. Um, The Kong FPL planner is leading the comp still with 1,047, but his gap has closed a little bit. So, Kappa's FC in second on 1,021, and then Isaac FC on 1,021 as well. So, starting to trim that gap from the Kong, but I don't think he's going to stay down for long. I'd say he's probably going to get another decent score this week. Um, top score for the week was Tally's Freaks with 79 points. So in the climate of this week, that's a really good score. So pretty, he'd be pretty happy with that. And um, Damo, you're sitting 22nd, uh, 920 points, mate. So sliding back down the ladder mm-hmm, like usual, mm-hmm. mate, back to where you belong. <laughs> um, I'm sitting in eighth on 9... 977 points, so I've opened up that 57-point uh, gap from, I think, what was it, 15 the other week, so slowly getting back to the heights where I deserve. Um, and Pete, mate, you're sitting just in front of me on yeah. in 7th place on at 984, so king of the pot again, mate, so beating us in every category.
1: Oh, 7th heaven, just like Everton, the Everton Cup, 7th. <laughs> <seventh. laughs>
0: hey, that's a good show. I didn't mind that. <laughs> Um, we might get into the, uh, the game review. Um, I'll start with Newcastle Burnley. Um, uh, Wilson, mate, um, got a goal to get me oh so closer to my delicious steak. Um, Damon, <laughs> uh, I thought Burnley looked the better side in the first half, created a few decent chances. Um, sort of corn ace looked decent, probably not going to pick him up at the moment, but, um, I was, Wilson scored a goal but sort of still didn't really do a great deal, which is obviously what he offers. He doesn't really need to do a lot to... So to get on the score sheet, and usually when he gets on the score sheet, he's involved in the bonus as well. But one player I might like to point out that looked really good was uh, Menkeo out wide. Created three chances and looked real lively. So I'm pretty sure he's still at that four, four and a half, 4.4 price range. So I think when their fixtures do open up, I would probably wouldn't get him in the next two to three weeks because I'm pretty sure they have a bad run. But after that, I'd probably be looking at him as a down downgrade option. But... Yeah, sort of didn't really have too much to talk about from fantasy assets from this game. What about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, so just to sort of uh, say it's sort of similar to you, there's not really many fantasy assets from this game that I can see. I will sort of touch on uh, our bet uh, for those who are either new listeners or uh, didn't listen to... um, the pod that uh, we did have this uh, bet. So the bet was uh, for the next. I think t- was it was ten game, game weeks?
0: week twenty. I think it was. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we'll uh, who will score more points, Saint Max or Wilson? So uh, you did a cheeky and not included the ten points Saint Max scored, but that's that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, so so far the uh, Saint Max has blanked in every game since then. So two, two, and two. And uh, Wilson blanked in the first, and then has then scored nine and nine the next two games. So it's six points to twenty at the moment. So I'm a little bit behind, but mm-hmm. I, I think I can just smell a St. Max hat trick uh, in the next game. So, hey, uh, what's that Bra- ice
0: skater from Australia? Uh, what's his name? Oh.
2: <laughs> Bradbury. Bradbury. <laughs> yeah. So, so Wilson might fall
0: over, and uh, St. Max might cross the finish line. But yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, I think. Um, Instead of saying, you know, about this bet, maybe I'll just ask you what kind of, kind of sauce you want because I, <laughs> I don't think I'll be winning this bet any time soon. Pepper so. corn sauce,
0: mate, uh, some baked potatoes and maybe a side of asparagus, mate. No,
2: yeah, no, no, fair enough. And, uh <laughs> Or sure maybe, uh, I'll sell it as a server to you. well done, just you know, a bit black like your heart. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's be, <laughs> it be fun. No? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what about our guest? How how did you go?
1: Yeah, well, looking at these two teams, they're not really players I'm personally looking at investing in at the moment. I think maybe mm-hmm. if you've got. You know, if you do have your Callum Wilsons or ASMs, they're quite good to hold at the moment because they do have Leicester up next and Leicester have been really shaky down the back. But after that, the fixtures are horrible until New Year's Day for them. So they play all the top sides. I don't think they're going to be getting much luck. So, I mean, if you've got Newcastle players hold, but, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be investing in them and it's sad that, Maxwell Cornet has got himself injured now because he, he keeps teasing everyone. He looks so, so interesting to invest in. And then he just keeps breaking down again. But, yeah, very unfortunate there for him.
0: Yeah, well, it might be a bit of a celebration on New Year's Day and bring in Wilson as a bit of a early <laughs> New Year's Day present. But, <laughs> but yeah, you're not wrong. I'm pretty sure they've got Manchester City. I think they might have Man United as well over the next few years.
1: Yeah, their fixture's coming up. So they've got, yeah, Leicester, then Liverpool, City, United, Everton. And then, yeah, it sort of turns New Year's Day. They've got Southampton, then Watford. So, yeah, they're they're in a void for the next four or five rounds, I think.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That's very smart FPL um, advice there.
1: Yeah, and
2: uh, so yeah, so I have the uh, next uh, the privilege of the next game. It was a fantastic. <laughs> Better get comfortable,
0: hot on say get comfortable. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, I will let our guest start after a small, slight poem that I have written. So, uh, roses are red, violets are blue. West Ham beat Chelsea, Masuaku. So that's my little poem to to Pete before we start. So, <laughs> modern uh, uh, day poet, mate. You
0: didn't even know. It.
2: <laughs> so, uh, um, and I've got to say, Pete, as well. I uh, obviously we listen to your um, pod as well, and I actually love the fact that you name your pods. Uh, sort of that twist. Like oh, with movie this, day. Week, this week was what, bow and finger? Yeah, bow and finger. <laughs> Absolutely love that. But uh, but yeah, I'll let you get started on, on the game and then um, I'll have my say because I think uh, I'm gonna be talking for a while. No.
1: Well, I, honestly, I don't think there's much to talk about. So let's move on to the next episode. <laughs> nah no, no, yeah, so it was you know a bit of pain for managers that have the double defence there for, for Chelsea assets. So that was in the mud straight away. And I don't think we're going to see Edouard Mendy play a worse game than he did on the weekend there. So he just looked off the ball right from the start. That shocking hospital pass from Jorginho didn't do him any favours. But, you know, even a Sunday league keeper would just boot the crap out of that. And he decided to try and take on Bowen. So yeah, but Bowen really, really lifted this game. We can I mean, we were talking before we went to air, um, Damo, you mentioned yeah. how you've been really up on Bowen. I know Q's had Bowen in for a, a couple of rounds now as well. And everyone's been talking about Bowen that, you know, come game week 16, he's going to be a really good asset to have. His numbers are great. And, yeah, he showed that in, you know, one of the toughest fixtures you could get at the moment up against that stern Chelsea defence, and he made an absolute mockery of them. So 11 points, only 3.6% owned, but, that was at the start of the game. I reckon by the time the weekend comes in, his ownership is going to be through the roof. What do you guys think about him?
2: Yeah, oh, obviously, uh, uh, he's, at the moment, he's one of my favourite players at West Ham. He Just the way he plays and I'd even sort of written my notes and obviously I've heard other people sort of say this as well. Like I, I listen to a few West Ham podcasts and it's just dis- I think it's a bit disappointing for him there's that there's a little bit of bias in terms of uh, the England setup, yeah. Uh, to like uh, sort of the traditional top four sides because obviously Rice has broken through and he's you know uh, an amazing player. But I honestly I don't know what Bowen actually needs to do any more than he's doing <laughs> to get into this England squad because he's. Uh, He's just stepped it up this year. He just has. And um, from a player that's sort of come from a championship team, and then you know, sort of last season, I won't say rocky, but he, you know, so showed glimpses. But this season, he's taken it to another level. Absolutely yeah. taken it to another level. Yeah,
1: really consistent, hasn't he? <clears> hmm. <throat> Yeah, but also unfortunate for West Ham, they just picked up more injuries. So we saw yeah. Kurt Zuma go down, which was, you know, as a Chelsea fan, I love Kurt Zuma. He did so much mm-hmm. for our club and just a great character. So really sad to see him go down. And also the, you know, the cheap enabler down back, Johnson, um, a real sound note for, for you know, FPL managers that were looking at probably, you know, going heavy on West Ham with their fixture run. Now Johnson was, you know, a really great option there for, you in defence at such a cheap yeah. price and and look like he's nailed that spot there. But, yeah, unfortunately, he's picked up that injury in joining Creswell and Bonner there. So, um, Damo, who's going to be playing down back now for West Ham? Like, what numbers do you have left?
2: So, so basically, our centre-back stocks have obviously taken a little bit of a hit. Like, in the off-season, we sort of targeted that area and uh, probably grabbed – I won't say more than we needed because we've got a small squad anyway. But yeah. we had a quite a number of stocks in that sort of centre back range. I I would hazard to say Moisey will deploy potentially a back five. Mm-hmm. Um. So and that would sort of consist of Masawaku um on one uh, on one wing, Creswell, Dawson, Diop as the three, and then probably Soufale on the other wing. Oh yeah. Um. But um. Uh, obviously that's dependent on Cresswell's fitness as well because he's still sort of underdone a little bit. If we go traditional back four, I'd still say Masawakou takes the bench and even though, you know, I scored a stunner of a goal um, and we'd have sort of Cresswell, Diop, uh, Dawson, Sufal sort of slot in into that back four. So we've still got a few options back there. Uh, we, you know, we've got some young talent sort of breaking through uh like i've seen with i've seen sort of baptiste um play in the uh a few of the like the the lower games and things like that and he's sort of coming through but but yeah it's just look uh, our depth is going to be tested uh we definitely need some strengthening come come january uh but our our fixture run can't sort of be ignored um definitely sort of if you, as we've sort of said before, if you don't have Bowen, I think you prioritise Bowen as a must, almost a must sort of have. If and if you're sort of tossing up between, if you only want the one West Ham asset, you go Bowen over Antonio. Um, both are great options. Oh, but and as you can, as we've seen with Antonio, he can go missing in games, whereas Bowen sort of taken that next step. Um, other than that. There's not really too many option, too many more options for West Ham. Bowen mm-hmm. and Antonio, if they start a sort of keeping cleans, then look at, you know, Asufal potentially, Masawaku, if he's nailed. But at the moment, um, those are the players I'd be targeting for West Ham. Uh, in terms of Chelsea, you know, I still love the Chelsea assets. They're like their next five. I know, uh, you know, obviously lost to West Ham. But I wouldn't, like, I think it's just a dent. Like, uh, I know, like, when's the last time, and, you know, you can tell us this, Pete, when's the last time Chelsea actually conceded three goals? Like Yeah, it was, last season. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, if it's a blip, if it's, you know, their next five, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, like, so I, they've got.
1: Yeah. Leeds coming up this weekend. So and Leeds we will get onto them later. They're gonna they're mm. absolutely decimated with oh, injuries. Yeah. Worse than us. So you know, if you still are holding a double Chelsea defence, I don't think you it's panic it. stations. Yeah, I no. think you do keep them, yeah.
2: Mm. So like, you know, James and Ruger still look great. Um, you know, next five. Big at the back is still going to be decent for us, at least. Like mm-hmm. just have a look at how well Liverpool's playing and the Liverpool uh, defensive assets, the yeah. Chelsea defensive assets. Y- you can't tell me Cancelo's going to drop off anytime soon. I still no. think big. big of the back's here to stay. Uh, in terms of in t- there's, there's one player that I love that plays for Chelsea and I would love to see him at West Ham one day um, <laughs> playing with his with, with his best mate. And I think you know who I'm going to talk about. <laughs> it's uh, Mason Mount. Like, obvi- obviously, um, he got his comeuppance when he scored the – you know, he scored the goal to put them up to one brilliant goal. Don't get yeah. me wrong; like absolute clinical finish. Um, but then by the end of the day, end of the game, uh, had a bit of a scowl on his face. But um, he's a serious talent. I absolutely love Mason Mount, um, and I'm going to sort of throw this out here. I'm I'm not sure if you're gonna if uh, either of you going to call me crazy or not, but um, I would seriously consider Mount over Jota. I really, really would, especially if this next stretch. Um, Because he's just – I know you guys lost the game, but he was sensational, absolutely sensational. What are your thoughts about that, Pete?
1: Yeah, look, I I could easily turn this podcast into a Money Mace (laughs) (laughs) appreciation um, podcast. And, yeah, I love the man. I absolutely adore him. He's such a talent. Um, Whether I choose him – over Jota or not, well, I mean, my own side shows that I've got Jota and I don't have him out at the moment. But it's taken him it, sort of the last international break. He had those issues with his teeth and apparently he lost quite a bit of weight in that time and it took him a while to get back up to speed. But we've seen the last two game weeks, both a goal and an assist in both games. And coming into these run of fixtures, I, the only thing I'm worried about is with Thomas Tuchel, he just loves to rotate the side so much. Whereas mm. I think Jota might be a little bit more nailed there, but yeah, I think if if Mason Mount is fit, he's easily Chelsea's best attacking midfielder. Yeah, you've
2: been a bit quiet there, Quentin. I know uh, me and Pete have gone back and forth about, uh, about <laughs> Chelsea and West Ham. What are your thoughts, mate?
0: Um, yeah, no, it's good to get a say, mate. Um, <laughs> Forty minutes into the pod, um, <laughs> might um start with uh Mason Mount just um just because he was just talking to him um. Heard a rumour that uh, Havertz was putting uh, crack cement in his uh, wraps for lunch. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's what happened to his teeth. He might have been uh, gnawing into a few of those. Um, but in all seriousness, I, I like the shout of Mason Mount. And I think after watching Liverpool's game on the weekend and seeing uh, the sitters that uh, Jota was missing, I actually don't mind the shout of Mason Mount. Um, like this week, just for instance, not taken into any other game in account. He had a goal, had an assist. Uh, five chances created and and had an astonishing 10 crosses which when they have Lukaku playing up front there's a fair chance he could be getting some assists but as um, last season he just I think he didn't play a lot of games last season but when he did play he just looked amazing And and this season he's just shown that very easily he can put in a 20 point performance in a game that's sort of a bit easier than obviously the game against West Ham so I think their five fixtures, the next five fixtures are pretty good. I'm not sure whether he will suffer any rotation, but, I mean, if they want to be winning games, I'd definitely be playing him every week, And he's young, so, you know, the durability shouldn't be an issue. But outside that, sort of, Rhys James been frustrated and I bought him <laughs> in for a hit about three weeks ago and I think I've got a total of three points in three weeks. So I'm hoping... Their run will start soon, back to where they were beforehand. And as you said, Damo, very rarely are they ever going to concede three goals. So Mm. um, in regards to West Ham, Bowen looked amazing. Probably should have had another goal. He missed a sitter. Um, I think at the moment he's just showing that he's just a cut above sort of those price range options like Rafinha and the likes. I think he had five chances created, got the one assist, two shots, um, got the goal. I just, yeah, I just think that he is going to be crucial for West Ham's run coming up and and very rarely does he get rotated out of the team. And then also, you know, I don't think he's going to be playing the Europa game this week either. So, Bit of extra rest for him, um, Antonio. I know you got him out uh, last week, Demo, but he had another good game without the fantasy return. Mm. So oh, he seems he got, an assist, he got an assist the last game,
2: or oh, in the Chelsea game, he got an assist. Yeah, game. yeah,
0: yeah. But just obviously not the early season form yeah, that we correct, saw from correct. him. But it just seems that he's either getting the pass that leads to the assist, or he's getting shots off they're getting blocked, or the keeper's saving him and Whereas early in the season, every time he got a sniff of the ball in the box, it was in the back of the net. So I think if you don't have him and you're wanting to do the double up, I'd definitely be looking at Antonio and Bowen. I think they're going to be two decent shouts over this next fixture in, and I could see you probably getting uh, Antonio back in in about a week, Damo. <laughs> yeah, <them down. laughs> more than likely, <laughs> especially the <where> way Kane's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, apart from that, I like the shout of Sue Fell. I didn't re- actually realise how cheap he was at 4.7, so he's lost a bit of value. So I think if they do start to keep the clean sheets... I think any defender that's at 4.7 playing for a top three club is a must have. So I might get on to uh, Southampton and uh, Brighton. Um, it was an entertaining game as a neutral this game, but not really from a fantasy point of view. I do like to point out uh, Broha, forty thought he played pretty good and every time he sort of makes me want to buy him every time I watch him play because he just looks so dangerous and I mean, Chelsea are pretty lucky that they can have him playing games in the in, in the Premier League and and know that next year, you know, he might get a chance to push for a, a squad position. But he's looking really good and he got the goal, uh, amazing finish, uh, did the turn, got the, had beat the player and then slotted it. And I think he is a decent option, but for my team, I, I don't think I'm going to get be able to get anyone out to put him in just because I'm going with the Dennis and Antonio and then obviously the premium up front. But um, in regards to Brighton, um, outside Lamptey and Kukureya, I thought Sanchez played like a man possessed. So he got the save points. Not every week he'll get the save points, but the way he's playing at the moment and Defensively, the team's really good, so I could see him being a good shout um, at that small price as well. But yeah, apart from that, I sort of didn't really have much interest in either side. What about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, so for me, obviously, uh, you've sort of mentioned the strikers, but I th- still think uh, there's how now sort of how now Broha is. You know, obviously, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Armstrong. I think a few weeks before that we were talking about uh, Adams. So they seem to sort of come and go in cycles. I do like the look of Redmond, but my only question with Southampton is are they going to have a goalkeeper uh, this uh, this week? But obviously McCarthy uh, did his hamstring. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, Forster's also, also injured. So it's going to be on... Um, but potentially Lewis to as a start, as a 4.0. Uh, but, you know, their fixtures are okay. Like, obviously, Arsenal next, Palace, uh, Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham. So not the greatest. So oh, I don't think I'm going to be looking at uh, Southampton options anytime soon, but I'll preface that with saying I do like the look of Redmond, and I, I know you've shouted him out before. Uh, with Brighton, it's going to be, I've got to say, more pace looking tasty at 6.5. But will there even be a, a pretty sure Brighton play Spurs this week? And given what's happening at Spurs with uh, potentially having the game called off due to um, COVID running rampant uh, down, at, uh, down at Tottenham, uh, I don't know whether I'd even look at any Spurs, uh, sorry, any Brighton assets at all given
0: that news. So, yeah, no. um, yeah. Hopefully, we should find out closer to the day. But it's
1: not yeah,
2: correct, correct. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's my, myself. How about uh, you, Peter? Peter.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, regarding that goalkeeping situation at Southampton, the the club are actually signing um, Willie Caballero as an emergency oh, okay. signing. So yeah, hmm. the former Chelsea and City backup keeper there. Yep. So uh, I think that's. I think it's basically done. It just hasn't been made official yet. So that's Mm. definitely happening happening there. And as far as the bright assets go, yeah, it's a tricky one because they do have that match up against Spurs this weekend. But uh, hopefully we get that news about, I mean, Spurs have to play in the Conference League. So at least we know what's going to happen with Spurs, whether they can actually field a side. So we've got that information before we get to the league fixture.
2: Aren't the UEFA UEFA
1: rules different to...
2: Um, To the Premier League rules, though. I think, if I'm not mistaken, UEFA rules state that as long as they've got 12 fit players, regardless, or is it 12 or 13 fit players, regardless, the game must go ahead, whereas the Premier League can um, call off a game if they would like to. I, I did read or hear that somewhere.
1: Yeah, so hopefully Conte gives us a bit more information, although he tends to sort of <laughs> keep his cards card's a bit close there. But, I mean, Brighton have their own um, concerns at the moment. They're going to have eight players missing this weekend. So, mm. Dunk pick, picked oh, up wow. a, a knee injury. Uh, Shane Duffy picked up a yellow card. So, he's missing this weekend's game due to suspension. Then they've lost Webster. Samiento, who's only just broken into that side, he's going to be out. Lalana, Welbeck, Trossard, and Alzate are all out. So, I think Brighton may actually secretly be hoping that this game gets <laughs> called off.
2: I do I will say though, Sabiento did look good until yeah. he got injured. Yeah. Um for a youngster, I actually rate him. I,
1: I thought he was great. Yeah, looks looks very exciting, didn't he? And, and I mean, Morpe he he's he scored two injury time equalisers in the space mm. of a week and is you know, is there a better shit stirrer in the Premier League than Morpe? He just loves giving it to opposition crowds.
0: Mm. Nah, it's he's one of those players he like you get him in, he blanks, and then next minute he scores. Then you kind of want to get him back in, and then he blanks, and then he goes and scores like two oh, you, more goals. It's you never look at him.
2: You never look at him as a serious option. You never look at him as a serious option. But he's he's one of those interesting ones that you may throw in before a wild card, or uh, if you've got two frees, uh, you know, and it's like you've got nothing better to do, you might throw him in, and he he might score you a few, a few points. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, he's one of those, I guess, um, if you're taking a punt one week yes, and their fixture's decent, yeah. But then his finishing some weeks are so bad and you're like, you could, yeah. could have had four goals. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's enough. I want to talk about Brighton. I, um, Yeah, outside Liam I I'm sort of not really looking at anyone from there at the moment.
2: Nah, all good. So the next game was uh, Wolves and Liverpool. So Liverpool um, won the game 1-0 with an Origi um goal it's just uh, bumping up his price a little bit more to come January <laughs> come January because I know will we, we were looking at him so yeah uh, and with obviously with the sala assist uh, so the man just can't get less than five points I think he just uh, doesn't blank sala just <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so for, for me obviously you know uh, We can sit here and talk about Salah and Salah, Salah. So I'm not going to sort of talk too much about him. I do want to talk about uh, the Liverpool uh, backs. So obviously TAA, VBD, Robbo, they're really, really great options. Um, You know, as I mentioned earlier about Big at the Back, you know, a lot of people, a few people um, I've heard have said Big at the Back is dead. It's not dead. It's it's still it's still here, especially with especially with the way that Liverpool um, are playing. Chelsea will be back to their best next week. Uh, you know what I mean? I I I can't see how they're not. Man City is still fantastic. So with those, you know, with those three teams, um, you know, picking up next week probably where they left off. I you know I, I can see people come next week say, oh, you know. Um, yeah, I, I want to get uh, Liverpool assets, so uh, Liverpool defensive assets again, or I want to get um, uh, Chelsea uh, defensive assets again. So I think they're, I think they're good, you know. Like uh, uh, in terms of Wolves, I would just avoid Wolves. Um, like obviously, as a general rule, you know, avoid Wolves. And uh, in terms of the football, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think we're done with their assets for a little while now, uh, until sort of their fixtures pick up again.
0: Uh, yeah, how about yourself, Quinton? Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think uh, Wolves' assets. Uh, the the end is very close, which close, I mean, this week. Um, I've I've kept Sar just because I'm probably not going to transfer him out yet. And also this week I was just looking. He's actually the number one fantasy goalkeeper in FBL, <laughs> which I thought snuck on me pretty quickly because I thought the Chelsea uh, Mendy was sort of the best option uh, in goals. But, yeah, he's got him by a point. So... I thought I'll hold him this week, and and as I've said numerous weeks, demo that Sa uh, he he gets the save points. So even when you know they might concede mm. three goals or two goals, he's still making lots of saves. So you know, always happy to to take the three points at worst. Most weeks, so yeah, not sort of not a major issue for my team this week. I'm happy to keep him in there at least for the next week or two till I might even down a. Uh, Downgrading or just move straight across to De Gea or something like that. But in regards to Liverpool, um, I just wrote uh, "lol Joda because <laughs> his pitching, is, was absolutely horrible and um, should have had two goals. Which I was pretty happy to see as a non-owner. But if you were an owner, you'd sort of be tearing your hair out pretty much. You would, you'd be starting to look like um, uh, Guardiola. I would feel any hair left after watching that performance. But I sort of thought. Salah was probably unlucky not to score but didn't have a massive performance but still ticked along with the assist. But I'm still not in the camp of the perma-captain Salah. I mean, he's got less risk and, um, you know, the stats say that, you know, he can easily go bang each week. But I think just with the runner games and how many um, minutes he's playing each week, it just seems like it's taken a little bit of a spring out of his step. So I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's wishful thinking, but... I, I feel like if there's a week where it's a 50-50 decision on, say, I guess like this week you got Ronaldo against Norwich, you know, I I don't believe in just blindly going into captaining Salah. I think there's a discussion to be had and, you know, I'm the type of manager that will always ask the question on, is it is he the captain that week or should we be looking around him? But... Uh, In regards to Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's just a freak. He's pretty much a premium midfielder playing in uh the back line that's varied at the same price as, say, a Rafinha or even um, Jota himself. And his partner in uh, Robbo, he's looking really good. I shouted him out the other week as a, a possible cheaper option to Trent Alexander-Arnold if you can't get him in. And, you know, he's got returns every week. So... I think even if you wanted to do the double up and you didn't have Jota, I don't mind the Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robo double because they're going to play every week. I don't see them getting rotated at all. Um, but yeah, outside that, um, Wolves didn't really offer too much in the game. Sort of just the odd chance that fell to Jimenez. But yeah, didn't really feature in this game at all. It was pretty much just Liverpool controlling it for 90 minutes. Um, what about
1: you, Pete? Yeah, well, I... Th- I mean, there was a few hearts in mouths this morning when um, uh, people saw the lineups for the Champions League match with Liverpool playing Milan, and both Salah and Mane were named in an absolute dead rubber for Liverpool. But thankfully, they both came through unscathed. But, you know, Salah still scored again this morning, looked fantastic, and came off after about 68 minutes. But he, the man is like a metronome. He just ticks over every single game. And uh, I... I do occasionally think, oh, I think I should captain someone else. But every time I watch a Liverpool game, if I didn't have Salah as captain, I would just be petrified because the amount of chances he gets every game, he could easily end up with a hat-trick every game. Yeah. And I, I just don't want to put myself into that situation. I, I, until he leaves for AFCON, I think I might just keep the course and keep that armband on him at the moment and let, maybe let other people try and, try and second-guess him at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's it. And and he is and he is safe and if um worst case scenario you're getting six points as your captain, I mean you'll you'll bank that every day of the week.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean, yeah, getting, or, you know, with the captaincy points calculated, you know, getting a double-digit return every single game week, that's it's basically what you want as a minimum every week from your captain. So, uh, and with most of the game doing it as well, it's not really making that much of a difference. It's, it's your other players, it's sort of the the garnish on the plate at the moment that's yeah. really making the big difference. But, you know, maybe we need to be looking at Divock Origi, you guys mentioned before. <laughs> the, the, the man is on fire. He did score as well this morning at the Champions League, and you know Jurgen Klopp spoke out after there after that that match win of that. He hopes that one day Divock has a manager that actually plays him more.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he could actually turn into. I mean, the likes are not sure how old Firmino is, but you know he's a real option to take over the mantle as that striker once he leaves.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe during the AFCON they might play a front three of you know Divock, Firmino, and Jota. <laughs> yeah,
0: well. I, I rate him big time. I sort of I remember watching him the early days for Belgium and that when he was uh, making his debut, and he, just, he looked quality. And, and he, every time he comes on the pitch, it's he either grabs the goal or almost looks like grabbing a goal.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's strange how he just doesn't get the minutes. But, you know, maybe that's going to start to change now, especially with all these fixtures coming up. Maybe Jürgen's going to be forced to, to play him a bit more. And, and if he's going to be scoring match winners every week, then <laughs> more power to him.
0: <laughs> no definitely not if he has to buy a beer ever in Liverpool again I'd, <laughs> I'd be very disappointed
1: it's probably gonna have a statue soon actually <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well literally like I was kind of like I guess glad when it was nil or steel and I thought well at least you know everyone's captain Salah and Joda hasn't returned yeah and then I'm getting the clean sheet points and then when I saw Regi score you know I was over the moon because Salah got the assist and Joda blinked, so I was happy.
1: <laughs> Got away with one.
0: Yeah, no, it's one of those things, as you mentioned earlier, when you don't captain Salah, you're hiding behind the couch, and that's what I've been doing for the last um, four weeks, not owning Jota. So. <laughs> I might get on to the next game, uh, Watford-Man City. Um, I thought Watford made an all right account for themselves, but Man City controlled the game from start to finish, and... I sort of just want to touch on uh, Grealish and Sterling. Um, They played Grealish as that false nine up front, and Sterling has played three straight games now, and he's actually looking really good. So I'm not sure whether he's earned um, Guardiola's trust back because he's he's looking really good, and he is at awkward price of that 10.6, but I'm sort of looking further down the track for when Salah does leave for the AFCON as a bit of a downgrade option. And um, he seems to be very involved in the tack he's uh sort of I've, I've written down here, he had the the goal, the six shots and three chances created so he's getting on the ball quite a lot and uh, looking to sort of spark that attack and him and uh, Grealish combined for a lot of chances but obviously uh, Grealish couldn't finish any of them um, I sort of don't know whether he's going to keep that false nine position because Foden can play the false nine and I'm not sure when Torres comes back, but he can also play the false nine and they've also used Sterling as a false nine. So I'm not sure about Grealish as a fantasy option, but might be one to watch because I think he's trending down in terms of price. Um, Foden's finish was uh, finishing wasn't that great and probably should have at least got a goal, found the right positions, but just couldn't uh, get that finishing touch. But the main man to talk about is Bernardo Silva, just continues to tick along. I sort of thought he might sort of die down a little bit after scoring a couple of goals, but he just seems to be finding uh, the right spots, in it. and it's almost like he's always in the right position. Like, I know he scored an absolute worldy of a goal this week, but there's weeks where he he might not hear from him for 15, 20 minutes, and then next minute someone puts the ball into the box and he's just standing smack bang in the right position and gets the goal. So I think he's a decent option. Um, I sort of wrote down a bit of a comparison of the three options of Foden. So he had the five chances created, the two shots, the one assist. Uh, he had Sterling the three chances, six shots, one goal. And then you had uh, Silva who had the four chances, created three shots and two goals and probably should have had a third goal. So a bit comparable, but obviously at the moment Silva's the hot hand. So I think he's going to be the most talked about player out of the three I mentioned. Um, And Dennis, I thought he looked good. Um, Probably was unlucky not to get a goal and sort of always looked like he was wanting to ask questions. So I think, with the easier fixtures, Dennis is probably a start every week. Um, what about you, Demo?
2: to myself, uh, with Watford and Man City, I'll start with Man City. Uh, Bernardo, I love him. You know, obviously Foden. I think I Foden is injured. I believe he injured himself in the Champions League game. But uh, but yeah, like if I if I'm going to pick anyone in that sort of Man City midfield, uh, I look, I know Sterling sort of. Uh, recaptured a bit of form, but uh, with him being as expensive as he is, uh, I'd say Bernardo is the one for me. Uh, and obviously, like, you know, if I could have a wild card midfield right now, uh, Bernardo would be on it. Uh, you know, Bowen would be on it, Mount would be on it. They're, you know, they're my three, uh, my three golden boys at the moment. And, and then obviously you'd have Salah and, and Jodder in it. So, yeah, uh, in terms of Watford, you know, Dennis. Dennis is great. Dennis, I've thought, I thought I don't know how expensive he is now. I think he might be five point four or so. But uh, yeah, he's he's great value for his for his price. He just keeps ticking over. He's actually uh,
0: uh, went up to five point seven.
2: Is he five point seven now? Jeez. Yeah. I um yeah because I think I think I picked him up when he's about five point three, and that was only two weeks ago. I think two three weeks ago. So. Yeah, I figured up last week yeah.
0: for 5.3, so.
2: Yeah, well actually, I think I think it might have been no, I think it might have been two weeks ago that I picked him up. But geez, yeah, so he's gone up a fair, fair bit. Obviously Watford are missing SAR. Like he's gonna be a long term injury. Uh and that's sort of it doesn't help, but Dennis is just ticking over. So if you're gonna pick anyone from Watford, it'll be him. Uh obviously King is an option as well, but um I like the Dennis pick. But myself, uh, yeah, so that's myself. I'm just looking
0: now, Damo, um, over half a million people have transferred him in.
2: Oh, wow. That's why he's gone up. Uh, (laughs) How about about yourself, Pete?
1: Yeah, well, starting with those Watford assets, I I think the main discussion the last few weeks has been whether managers are going to go with, you know, Dennis or King. And I think Dennis was sort of leading that debate because he was a bit cheaper than King. But now with their prices almost almost exactly the same, I'd be almost tempted to go with King because he's got that the penalties yeah. up his sleeve. It's just that extra extra incentive there. And, like Dennis has been named in that um, preliminary Nigerian squad for the AFCON, so there is still a chance he could go to AFCON. Uh, there's been some talk recently that he may not go because he's had a bit of a fallout with the coach. But, you know, if the man's on form, it's hard to see him not really going there. So if you had that decision to go with with either, I'd probably go with King because it's going to save you an extra transfer down the track. And as far as City goes, oh, I watched this game without any City midfielders and I was scared to death, <laughs> especially after, you know, I really wanted Bernardo and I just I couldn't do it last week and I knew that was the one player. I had this severe case of FOMO last week with Bernardo and knew it was going to bite me on the backside and it did, so... Uh, I've already moved for Bernardo. He's in my side already. I'm going to state that here and now. But I'd love to team him up with like a Foden. I think if Foden's injury isn't too bad, I still think his ceiling is so high and he's he's always playing up the top. Um, Pep just loves him this season. He's talking about him all the time. And we've seen that the, the second he was fit, he's back into the side, but you know, I will state that Ilkay Gundawan owners were probably a bit unlucky in that last game week because Bernardo basically feeds off the crumbs from that Gundogan shot, and the story could be different. We could have had Gundogan with the goal and Bernardo with the goal, and yeah, where the points get a bit spread out. But yeah, this time it all fell to Bernardo. But yeah, I think what well, out of out of Bernardo, Gundogan, or Foden, which one would you guys go with?
0: Um, that's a tough one because Foden, if you're just taking Foden, say they're playing the same amount of games, Foden looks much better than both of them. Mm -hmm. But it's just obviously not getting the fantasy returns. And like you said, there's a lot of mouths to feed and every week it's someone different. So I'd probably pick Foden, but... I mean, at the moment, Silver's pretty hard to go by, uh, mm. like go past, just because of how good he's playing, and, and Gun to Gun's the same. It sort of reminds me of the Smith Rowe Saka debate, where Saka looks better, but he's not getting the fantasy returns, yeah. whereas Smith Rowe is getting the points, but not probably looking as good. So, yeah,
2: yeah, and for and for me, just like just for in terms of ex- excitement value, um, like Bernardo, I like I'd pick Bernardo, even though the the stats don't show it per se, but He's delivering. He's delivering. He's, uh he, you know whatever chance he's getting. He's uh, he's burying them. So uh, he sort of. It actually it's funny that we're sort of talking about Bernardo and uh, Gundogan because he for Bernardo reminds me a lot of Gundogan. Last year when Gundogan yeah. sort of went on that massive run just out of nowhere, and um, he's reminded me a lot of that sort of uh, period. The same period. Uh, this this season, except there's Bernardo not going to go So I don't think you can go wrong with, uh, like, any of the three. Uh, I think uh, – and they, are they all sort of closely valued, like, in terms of is there – I think Bernardo – is Bernardo the cheapest out of all three? I
0: can get up for
1: you now. No, Gund- Gundogan's slightly cheaper at the moment.
2: Okay, okay. So it's just, yeah, like I think it just comes down to personal choice.
1: Mm. It
2: really comes down to personal choice. I, I think if you're a stats person, you probably go either Foden or Gunna uh, Gun uh, or Gunna One or, or however <laughs> we say his name. But, um, yeah, just for a pure excitement value, like you, you can't go past Bernardo. Uh, yeah, so that's sort of where I sit with that one anyway.
0: Yeah, no, it is a tough one, just because when you do look at Foden, he just looks so good, but he's been out of the team, he's been injured, so, yeah, it's one of those things, and he are paying a lot more, he's 8.1, so, and the likes yeah. of Bernardo, 7.6, and I think Gundogan's um, 7.3, so.
2: Yeah, no, fair, fair. Uh, so, while I have the next game, it is the leeds Brentford game, so... Uh, thank you, I'm not sure if I mentioned this earlier, but uh, thanks for giving me a few uh, games that have a few goals in them this week. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That's no, all I good, fr-
0: mate. I, appreciate I, I know that. Um, you felt hard done by last week, but um, it was just a bit of payback for your West Ham uh, gibberish and uh, propaganda.
2: Yeah, I know, but we won this week, so it's all good. Uh, now... <laughs> Massive again, mate.
0: Massive. Like a plant, mate. Straight out of the soil, raising high again.
2: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm too, I'm too nice to to tell Pete uh, where to put that blue pole. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Pete's, Pete's too nice, I'm too nice for that, mate. Um, it's all right, anyway. uh, Next week,
0: I'd say um, there's a fair chance Dan will be taking that pole somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: so we are up to the Leeds uh, Brentford game. It was a high scoring affair. Uh, with with Leeds, they, they just can't. Take a trick. They really can't take a trick. Obviously, Uh, Bamford has now re-injured himself. Uh, You know whether he re-injured himself uh, celebrating his goal or 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 just uh, just afterwards. He I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but looks like he might be out for a little while again. So I think it's time that sort of we all move on from Rafinha now. They're like the, there are some better options sort of at, at his price or uh, half a million more expensive. And I think uh, we move on from uh, them because their uh, fixtures do get a little bit trickier uh, now. In terms of Brentford, uh, you know, um, and I will say his name wrong, but um, Wem- Wembo, Wem poem <laughs> oh,
0: no, no I've heard in I've heard in
2: let's just—he uh, finally assisted. Obviously, he uh, stopped playing. Uh, what was the game uh, uh, that uh, crossbar challenge? It, right? crossbar, yeah, exactly, crossbar challenge, <laughs> and actually um, uh, gave uh, his owner some points. So obviously, he's still pretty cheap. I think he's about five point six. So he's still good value. But obviously, you know, they're missing Tony at the moment due to um, Tony having COVID. Uh, And yeah, so they're like, they're they're not, they're they're not sort of performing as they should given uh, they've got a few injuries and obviously they've got the, the COVID trouble with Tony now. So yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily be bringing anyone in from uh, this, these two particular teams, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of, it is what it is at the moment. Uh, yeah. How about yourself, Q?
0: Yeah, no, same as you, um, Rafinha, you know, did his usual stuff, got the assist, created five chances. Um, but yeah, their fixtures are starting to get a bit harder. So, you know, I got off him last week, uh, not last week, week four for Bowen. So pretty happy with, uh, that sort of no actually no it was madison i got him out for so yeah pretty happy with that and i think um there are a lot of options around that same price point or even maybe a little bit higher as well like you said um in terms of uh the rest of leeds assets i sort of keep my eye on roberts he played up front um for banford and then obviously when Bamford come on um he got injured so if he does hold his place but you know, it just depends on what's happening with Rodrigo. You know, he's an all right option. He's, he's pretty cheap and, um, he looked really good up front. So he got the goal. Um, but I think at the moment their fixtures aren't great. But if he holds that spot for a bit longer, you know, he might be someone to look at. Um, in terms of Brentford, um, looking at the Tony news that he's injured, does that no, mean not, that, not, um, not injured, COVID, or not injured, well, uh, COVID, sorry. Um, does that mean WESA or Fours gets a decent run in the team? Because we, we've seen them play and score lots of goals. So I'm not sure what you think of that, Demo. but they might be an option.
2: Yeah, I just think those two, they're pretty inconsistent. So, And I'm not sure how uh, maybe uh, Pete can sort of answer this one, but I'm not sure what their fixture sort of, Look like and they've from got this point. Watford,
0: United, Southampton, Brighton in the next four.
2: Yeah, so it's not too bad, but I, I just don't – I don't think we saw all. Who was the other one that you said?
0: Uh, I think fours. I think yeah, I, I, don't, I, just,
2: I don't think they can be consistent enough to be options.
0: Yeah, no. So sort of, yeah. I just sort of I know uh, our previous pod you bought, um, whatever. Yeah, well up I think it was and and
2: Yeah, I know. Like, but he's he's sort of shown like since then. Like he he came on, he um, did what he did, but then he's been a bit of a flash in the pan now. Whether that's because Tony um, was in the side, he hasn't been able to cement himself. Like you know, we, we might revisit this next week and go, oh, you know, he's scored, you know, a couple of goals, whatever the case may be. He may be an option, but uh, at this point, I think it's just an avoid for both teams.
0: Yeah, no, And can also look good. And I um, I don't know if I mentioned to you, previous pods, I think it might have been the second pod of the season, I sort of talked him up as a bit of a differential pick. But he is playing that wing-back role, but um, as a midfielder. uh, Sorry, as a, yeah, as a midfielder. So he's not really, he doesn't have the value there at all. So, yeah. um, But yeah, apart from that, that's all I'm sort of looking at. What about you, Pete?
1: Yeah, I think as far as those... Those Brentford fixtures, they're okay, but we've seen Brentford recently having a really good run of fixtures. And, you know, Tony and Bumo just really haven't delivered the points that managers were expecting. But, you know, if you're a Tony owner, I think it's an easy sell because he's going to miss the Watford and United game. Um, if you're a Bumo owner, and you don't have any other fires to put out, you could move him on, but it's probably an easy hold at the moment, maybe even drop him down to your bench. But yeah, as far as Leeds goes, it's so sad to see Patrick Bamford go down with another injury. Just when we thought we we're going to have another sort of 7.5 ish uh, forward to, to think about for our sides. And he, he comes and goes with a, an absolute flash. So, yeah, poor Paddy Bamford. But probably the biggest news to come out of that Leeds game was the injury to Calvin Phillips. So even though he's not really an an FPL points magnet, he's actually probably the big driving force for that Leeds team and really drives them on just defensively awesome in that midfield and can even pitch out in defence. So I think he's rumoured to be out now until about February. And on top of that, with the Leeds fixtures, which are Chelsea, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Villa—that's—it's an easy sell. If, especially for managers looking to move on someone like Rafinha to a City midfielder or even Jared Bowen, it's—it's it's really easy sideways move for managers to make. So, apologies to Rafinha, it's—it's it's not you, it's me, mate. And <laughs> I apologise <laughs> for probably selling you this week, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, now nah, Phillips sort of reminds me of what Declan Rice is for uh, West Ham. He'll flash every now and again, but you know, he's more an important um, player for the team rather than an important FPL player. Yeah, 100%. I might get on to me, United and Palace. Well, we come back with a vengeance again and I uh, got a 1-0 <laughs> game against Palace. <laughs> we actually dominated this match. Sort of The scoreline didn't really uh, tell you the full story. I didn't really see much from Palace at all in attack, which having uh, Gallagher was a bit disappointing, but... I still think Gallagher could be a hold just because their fixtures aren't too bad. But I mean, it just depends on how desperate you are to get in a, a sort of a city midfielder or even um, mount from Chelsea. But sort of, I'm having that dilemma this week whether I keep Gallagher in hold for another week or two or whether I try to jump on um, another asset before the price goes up. But won't really talk about them too much. Um, more Man United. I sort of Rashford again was making great runs. Probably unlucky not to to get a reward by it. Um, sort of had a couple of chances there, but um, couldn't finish. I uh, thought Ronaldo looked good without getting sort of a return. So I think if you do have Ronaldo, you know I think he's going to be pretty decent over this run of fixtures. Um, and then also he didn't start for um, Man United. Uh, today, which means he, he should have a bit of a rest. So hopefully that means that he's going to come out firing against Norwich on the weekend. Um, in terms of uh, Tellez and Dallo, I think Dallo's looking the more nailed because I can't see them sitting sure on the bench. I could see them sitting uh, Bissaka on the bench, but yeah, definitely probably not sure over the long term. So I think Dallow at his price point's a good good shout. And, and also this morning, he didn't play either. They played Basaka and Shaw. So that tells me that probably Dallow is playing on the weekend. Teller's 50-50, but I think Dallow will be playing on the weekend. And if he continues to play, I think he's going to hold his spot and he's probably one to look at as well. Um, but outside that, maybe Sancho sort of just wanting to see a little bit more from Sancho. But if he does play good this weekend, he'll come into calculations as well. And David de Gea, he's looked good in goals all year. Pretty much stopped us from getting flogged four nil every week. So <laughs> I think with the decent fixtures, he could be a person to look at because if they don't keep the clean sheets, he's going to be you know protecting the goal pretty good. So, but yeah, apart from that, that's about it for me. What about you, Demo?
2: Yeah, so I think uh, with Man United, uh, you're you're right, you're 100% right in terms of Dallow looking really interesting. Uh, For me, obviously, in terms of Man United, it's going to be Dallow or Ronaldo. But an interesting option that you're going to probably laugh about, so I hope you're sort of sitting down when I say this, (laughs) is Maguire. An option, no. Nah,
0: <laughs> you nah. look,
2: you look at, you know, he could be the redeemer. He can, he can honestly, and truly be the redeemer. <laughs> That'd be like the, asking
0: me to spit in your mouth, Damon. <laughs> <the last time. laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: but you know, like you look at, you look at uh, their fixtures, and so I'm just going to load up their fixtures here. They have Norwich. Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves, Villa. Potentially uh, that run there, because obviously you're going to lose to West Ham the week after. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That that run there, I actually can't see you conceding too many. So if you base it on that, it's worth having... Either one or even two Man United defensive
0: options. So, well, the key and, is in Maguire's hands. So, he's either going to pass the ball yeah. and let them score or he's going to keep <laughs> it out. <so.
1: laughs>
2: but, um, but yeah, like I've just you know, throw him up as a bit of a sneaky option there. Um, obviously, you know, Fred, <laughs> Fred, as much as I sort of laughed about it, he scored. Um, last week, and you know, how can you not? Uh, how can you not talk about Fred as an option? Uh, Quentin, you know, a bit disappointed. Obviously, uh, uh, Daniel at the at D10 Football is probably disappointed in you for not mentioning Fred as a potential <laughs> option, because uh, he's been uh, seeing Fred's uh, uh, Fred's case for a little while. Uh, yeah, no,
0: he's definitely been uh, holding that flame out for Fred. I've been sort <laughs> of um, trying to put it out every week that he talks about him. But last two weeks, actually, in his defence, um, Fred's played actually quite well with mm. the new structure. So,
2: Also, I'm pretty sure in terms of going, like, circling back to Dallow, pretty sure wan injured. So that actually Well, he was makes... on the
0: bench this morning, I think, but... Mm. Oh, no, he played this morning.
1: Oh, did he play this morning? Well, yeah. he yeah. hasn't finish, tried. finished the game with a bad injury. Oh mm-hmm.
0: really? Yeah, I sort of. I didn't yeah. watch after half time.
1: Yeah, it was literally with the right at the end of the game. He got put into the advertising hoardings and had to get stretched off. Oh ah, well, yeah. So it's Dello. looking more likely Diego Dallo has uh, probably got that that right right fullback spot nailed for the the short term and possibly long term.
0: Mm. Yeah, well there you go. That's a nice bit of inside knowledge, there, mate. Sorry, I should be watching games, but mm-hmm. I don't have Stan Sport, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you can get, get against a stand sport, mate. <laughs> no, no way. Got too many streamings at the moment. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, and then obviously for for Palace, um, uh, you know, Gal- if you got Gallagher, he uh, if you've got him, you keep him for the fixtures. But obviously, I wouldn't begrudge people for selling him, uh, given that he's just he hasn't performed. As well, without um, it's Macarthur, isn't it? That's injured, isn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. So and he hasn't performed as well without Macarthur in that side. So and then obviously, you know, I can't sort of talk about uh, Palace without mentioning mentioning uh, Guerri or I'm not sure how you say his name, but uh, and uh, I Just believe Colin Colin yeah,
0: goo. yeah,
2: and I believe um. <laughs> Oli shed him out quite a number of weeks ago and he's just been performing sensationally since. How about yourself, Uh, Pete? How are you looking?
1: Yeah, I was really intrigued to see how Ralph Ragnick was going to set his side out for his uh, sort of debut in the dugout. Interestingly, he went with a 4-2-2-2, which you just don't see. Too often um, anymore, but what it effectively means is when United were attacking, they basically played with six attackers. So yeah, Ronaldo and Rashford are up top, then um, Bruno and Sancho sort of tucked in with them to sort of create a front four, and then the wing backs basically played as uh, midfielders were pushed right up up the field. And you know, watching Dallow run up and down that that pitch. You'd, he was creating a lot more than we saw from um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. So straight away that just set off alarm bells, especially at that $4.4 million price. And there's going to be managers now looking to, you know, maybe downgrade one of their big premium defenders to pump a bit more cash into their midfields or forwards. It's probably an easy way to go by getting in a Dello because at that price and with the fixtures that United have to it, starting off with Norwich, and looking like he's going to have that spot for for the next few weeks. So it's a, probably a good option there. And the other one is, of course, Ronaldo. We, we can't can not talk about Ronaldo, especially after he, he did have the rest this morning in the Champions League. So we know he's going to be absolutely frothing out the mouth to face Norwich this weekend. And, yeah, I'm pretty keen to have Ronaldo in my team and the prospect of not actually owning him while he sort of takes his 47 shots at Norwich. It's a scary thing (laughs) for managers to think about.
0: You'd think he's going to at least get 50% strike rate there, surely.
1: No, he's, he's... Gotta be a monster. And you know, the last few seasons in, in Italy, he's really stat-padded. Um, when he's come up against the lesser teams, he's absolutely put them to the sword While He hasn't famously got the the big goals in the big league games, it's against the the lesser runs that he just demolishes. So, you know, he, he could easily end up with a bag full of goals this Christmas um season. And you know, it's it's an easy sideways move for cane owners, especially with everything happening at Spurs and just how disappointing he's been. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, to Ronaldo in my side.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think he's a, a decent captain shout outside, obviously, the the perma-captain Salah uh, this week.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, oh. some food for thought. Will managers actually have the cojones to throw the armband on Cristiano Ronaldo? I mean, the it is so tempting, the fixture, the player, the form. You you could easily see Ronaldo coming away with a hat-trick or four goals in this game, but whether or not managers can actually make the move to put the captain's armband on him. If you guys had Ronaldo, would you seriously consider putting the armband on him?
0: Yeah, I've I've already done it so far this week and we'll see. um, Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with it. I think I'll just back myself. I'll be filthy if I sort of change back and then have to watch him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> score a double or a hat trick on the weekend and know that I sort of should have went. So just Getting gonna yellow it and um, big balls yeah. on the line.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I'm probably gonna um, keep Salah for for this week. But uh, in all honesty, it, it does give you a little bit of satisfaction, captaining a player, a player of the team that you support because obviously, obviously you know when they score you're, you know, you're happy that your team scored, but also you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, my FPL is doing well as well. So it's sort of like a bit of a double, not double whammy, because that's a negative, whatever the opposite of a whammy, whatever the opposite of a whammy is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. There could be a good whammy. We'll just go for good whammy.
2: Double double entendre? Or is that a bad thing as well?
0: I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, all right. <laughs> brains blank, mate. I cannot help you on this one. <laughs>
2: yeah, nah, all good, all good. Uh, so, the next game is mine. It's the it was the Spurs three and Norwich nil game. So, obviously, it's gonna it's an interesting game to talk about because uh, given the news about uh, Spurs and the COVID case that's sort of running rampant at their in their um, squad at the moment. I believe it's up to 9 if I'm not mistaken up to about 9 players that um either have covid or have to isolate I'm not sure which one it is but uh yeah I, think I know it's, it's 9 sort of...
0: players and uh six household pets I think <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a and a partridge in a pear tree. um <laughs> and obviously um uh, the the funny, funniest thing is it's the one thing that Kane has actually avoided. So uh, he's, he avoids the goals and he also avoids COVID. So well done, <laughs> Kane. <a> so, <laughs> um, Obviously, uh, my only advice uh, in terms of Spurs is get rid of Kane. Get rid of Kane. He's just uh, – uh, I have probably aged three or four years watching this man play in the last couple of weeks. And I've only owned him for about two or three weeks. So I, um, yeah. Happy fiftieth, mate. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, the only, obviously, once Spurs sort of come back to um, whenever they're going to play next, we don't know when they're going to play next yet, but or whether the games are called off or whatever the case may be. So I wouldn't bring any Spurs assets in. I'd also be waiting until press conferences to find out what is happening with Spurs games before I ship, uh, Before you ship players out. But I would happily say get rid of uh, Kane. There are much better options. Uh, you know, it's a, it could be as simple as a simple sideways move to Ronaldo, who has a sea of greens at the moment. Um, but in terms of Spurs themselves, you know, Son is, in my opinion, the only good option uh, once they've sort of um, start playing again. And, um, yeah, so obviously uh, that's pretty much it in terms of the Spurs-Norwich game. I still don't uh, – wouldn't be bringing in any, any Norwich assets at all. So, yeah, so how about yourself, Q?
0: Um, yeah, sort of touching on that, I, I think Sun is a decent option, but probably – I'm probably going to just go without, to be honest. Just I don't have enough wiggle room, and there's a couple of players that are sort of eyeing off over him. But if you are wanting to get in the assets, I mean, between him, Regulon, um, I even don't mind the shout of Ben Davies. He's looked pretty good. But uh, I'll start with Mora on the uh, weekend. He, he scored an absolute uh, stunning goal. He's an absolute freak, and he's proven uh, he can go on many runs. It's just a matter of when you get on him, and, and hopefully – you get on at the right time because sometimes it's three to four games. He might sort of flash a fair bit and and you get a decent return, but you don't really want to be going in on him at the end of his run because then he just goes back to his usual sort of two, three points every week. So um, I'm sort of looking at Ben Davies um, with the COVID news. I'm probably going to hold off for a little bit, but he is an interesting option at that 4.4. He got actually quite high um, in attack and almost sort of (laughs) – was unlucky probably not to get a goal. Got the two assists. Um, yeah, for for the price you're paying, you know, you're getting a pretty high upside um, defender there and, and the chance of getting an attacker in turn. So apart from that, so didn't really look at Norwich too much. Not really anything exciting there. Um, what about you,
1: Pete? Yeah, you know, as far as the Spurs situation goes, I think now with the whole COVID situation, it seems to be um, changing every hour. We're getting... Rolling news updates as as things happen, but that sort of changes the whole aspect. I think now it's more of a, a watch and wait because we don't know how long these players are going to be out. We don't know how many games are going to be postponed. You know, their, their match against the Ren in the Europa League's already officially been called off, and it looks like their league match this weekend's going to be called off. But yeah, it's just not a risk I'm willing to take. And I think if you are an owner and you can make the move away, I think it's probably best to at the moment. I mean, if you're a home in Sun owner and you don't have too much value tied in him, it's quite an easy move for anyone really because his value is so good. So you could easily have yeah. a move for someone like a Rashford with those United fixtures coming up. Rashford could uh, really be a good option there or, you know, downgrade to one of the city mids that we talked about earlier. But unfortunately for Norwich, I they're just not doing anything of interest at the moment. Pookie has it, you know, the Pookie party kicks off every once in a while. They sort of reheat the, the party pies and sausage rolls and and bring yeah. out the good drinks. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to be kicking on, so they're not playing good tunes there.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you don't know whether it's going to be the Pookie party or the Pookie party, so. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't. I, I don't want a ticket at that barbecue. Um, <laughs> might head on to Villa Leicester. Um I might start with Lester, Harvey Barnes. Is this the return of the great Harvey Barnes, the the person who promised so much in preseason and, you know, left a bad taste in a lot of managers' mouths, but he's linked a couple of games together now where he's actually looked quite good and they look like they're, they're finding the best way to utilize him and get him in those attacking areas. And, you know, he, he got the, the goal on the weekend and he's looking better each week, but... I'm sort of – I'm still invested in Madison. So, you know, it's either Madison or Harvey Barnes to me. I don't think you go both. But um, he is looking a lot better. And, uh, I mean, as I mentioned to you guys, it's sort of like um, do you really want to go back to the ex-girlfriend or are you just happy living your life? And, and you know, just <laughs> gradually you'll start dragging you back and it just, just – whether you can remember the good memories or whether it's just uh, tainted, so – at old Harvey the Tank Barnes. <laughs> I should call him um, But, yeah, I, for me, I'm probably going to st- stay clear of Harvey Barnes because I've got Madison, but I think if you don't have any Leicester options, they do have a decent run, and I'd probably be looking at him because he is quite cheap. Um, in terms of uh, Villa, uh, apart from Watkins, you know, I've kept my eye on him for when their fixtures do open up, but Bundy actually looked really good on the weekend and looked very dangerous, so... They he did play sort of that number ten role, um, a bit sort of drifted in the center, got on the ball quite a bit. But you know, at the moment, I'm probably just going to be a a wait and watch and see how he goes. But yeah, that's apart from that's pretty much everything that I've sort of got to add to the game, mate. What about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, so obviously, I think we're agreeing a lot this this pod, which is concerning. But uh, (laughs) definitely, I definitely agree with you that Barnes is looking uh, really good at the moment. Uh, So definitely looks like an option, uh, you know, to to be brought into our FPL uh, teams. Uh, In terms of Villa, obviously after Liverpool this week, Watkins definitely becomes an option. Their fixtures do open up a hell of a lot more. And um, he's a definite option at that sort of seven million price.
1: I uh, how about yourself, Pete? Yeah, well, yeah. Watkins at 7.5, a really tasty option for managers, like you mentioned, after the Liverpool game. So we're sort of mm. talking game week 17 onwards. So there's a lot of managers out there that might have Raul Jimenez or Callum Wilson, because I mean Wolves and Newcastle's fixtures go to absolutely trash very quickly. so it's a very easy move there to make if you're you know a bit tight with the budget. Uh, yeah, well, I liked Medi Cash's game. I think he's been pretty good. I, I, I do have a fond spot for Medi Cash, or as I call him Matosz Kozlowski, now that he's a a fully fledged <laughs> Polish international. Uh, I think I've been to Poland more times than Medi Cash actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Leicester, I I do like Harvey Barnes. He did give me a lot of joy last season, but. He's starting to look good and he's sort of like he's flashing those pretty eyes at us at the moment and sort of, (laughs) you know, teasing us to come over. But I think we don't know what Rogers' best eleven is and I don't think he knows what his best eleven is either. So we saw Pats and Daka start this game on the weekend and they gave Vardy the rest. And, you know, there's also Ian Archo and and Madison as well. So I think it all comes down to we're going to see – what Leicester do in Naples uh, tomorrow morning Australia time because they're in the Europa League against Napoli. So there, there was rumours that that match may get postponed because there is a bit of a COVID situation as well at Leicester. Um, so I think if you're not a Leicester owner, um, an asset owner, I think it's more of a wait and see because see how they come out of this um, Napoli game and then see what the COVID situation is from from Brendan Rogers there.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think... Um... It'll be interesting to see because I'm really hoping I don't wake up to Madison news that he's got COVID, so.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, in saying that, I have the uh, next game and I think Arsenal wish they had COVID after um, their performance, (laughs) (laughs) uh, which was absolutely terrible. So if I could take an analogy from uh, your last game, Quentin, Arsenal are not like an ex-girlfriend. Arsenal are like... Uh, a girlfriend who had become a wife. So obviously, <laughs> now just, just bear with me while I explain this. So obviously, you know. Just make sure <laughs> you're
0: whispering, mate. It sounds like you are going down a path where you might need to whisper, mate.
2: <laughs> so, you know, 20 years ago, you know, the girlfriend was around and, you know, everything was going great, winning trophies, uh, you know, the Invincibles. They had, you know, players like Henri uh, you know, life was good. You know, the 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 girlfriend. Life was good. Obviously, you know, once the ring goes on the finger, you know, becomes the wife, and you know, it's just slowly, slowly, it's it's almost this Arsenal side are almost unrecognisable. Uh, you know, they've, they've, they've gained that little bit of weight. I just I, – I hope my wife isn't listening to this and uh, thank God. Thank God she's not a football football fan. She's probably saying
0: the same thing on her podcast, mate. <laughs> uh,
2: I think I've been listening to the uh, FPL Blanca too much <laughs> when he goes back and forth with his wife. Oh, actually, I think it's uh, girlfriend or wife, yet, but uh, – uh, uh, yeah, so just uh, they just I don't know what's going on with Arsenal, like, and I'm, I'm not sure if um, I'm not sure if it was if it was on your pod, uh, Pete, or another pod that I listened to. But uh, Arsenal at the moment, they they don't know what they are. They don't know whether you know eh, they don't know whether they want to be top four material or they want to be relegation fodder. You know, it's just they're very bipolar. They're very chalk and cheese at the moment. Um, and I just don't know what to make of them. I really, really don't. Uh, in terms of the evidence side, you know, Richarlison sort of keeps ticking over, Gray played fantastically. Um, but yeah, so I think Richarlison may be an option. Uh, I'm not sure what their fixtures are like.
0: I think it might be not too bad.
2: Yeah, I think they might be a bit tough before they get better. But um, if Richarlison does sort of keep ticking over, he's definitely he definitely can become an option. But um, as for Arsenal, uh, I know uh, you guys will probably um, say a few from Arsenal, but I just can't at the moment. I just can't. Just they're, they're just yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a um, an Arsenal friend of mine, and uh, I I can't even banter with him anymore because <laughs> he he. Um, He'll tell me you just you just pick on me every week, and and, and I you know I turn around and say to him, well you, you lose every week, mate. Like well, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> um. <yeah>. Anyway, how <laughs> how about yourself, Q? What do you think about this game?
0: Um. Yeah, I'll start with uh, Evan. and uh, To use your analogy, they're sort of um, they're not the the hot girlfriend to the you know the average wife. They're kind of just the the chick they pick up, and they go, eh, could be worse and then it <laughs> just stays like that. So <laughs> that sums up evidence. It's not great, not bad, but, you know, it, it's all right. Um, in terms of uh, assets, sort of Richarlison uh, got the the non-goal hat-trick and looked like vintage Richarlison from last season. So had the four chances created, got the goal, had two shots and two disallowed goals. So he was looking good and... I'm not sure how long DCL is going to be out for, but their fixture run, apart from Chelsea, they've got uh, Crystal Palace, Leicester, Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, and Norwich. So fixtures aren't too bad, and um, he might be a decent shout, but sort of like yourself, I sort of got Antonio up front with a premium asset, and then I've got Dennis. So I'm not sure if I'll have room to get Richarlison in or not, but... You know, if he does start being in goals and you know can actually convert chances and stay on side, um, he might be someone worth looking at. But apart from that, not really sort of looking at anyone else from Everton. And in terms of Arsenal, I thought Odegaard played really good. He um, played that number ten role because of uh, Smith Rowe was out, so he got the one goal, had the four chances created, got three shots. You know, touched the ball seventy six times. So it looks like they were running the attack right through him and. I've, you've seen him pass, I think, last season um, in a in a run of games there, he actually looked decent as a fantasy asset. So just depending on how long Smith rose out for and whether he'll hold that number 10 role, but, you know, he did look really good. But Arsenal's fixtures are sort of 50-50 at the moment. So probably not for me, but he is a decent price. Um, what about you, Pete?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Damo mentioned that Everton are like the the hot girl that's let herself go after she's been married, <laughs> but you know Everton's the one with the sexy Brazilian, so
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. the one that looks Rich.
0: like Eminem with the bleach blonde hair. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. But yeah, yeah, Richarlison really. Yeah, coming coming into calculations. I mean, Q, you pointed out Everton's fixtures aren't actually too bad. It's just that one um, tough fixture against Chelsea in the mix there, and yeah, seven point four sort of. That's that price range that a lot of managers are probably going to be looking at soon. So, something to consider, especially if he's going to start banging in some more goals. And Damari Gray back with another, it was a superb wonder strike in in injury time. So, back to back. Fifty shades now. of grey,
0: mate. It's just um... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you win some, you lose some.
1: Yeah, but I mean, this was actually a tough watch as a Ramsdale owner because you know uh, Richarlison scored and then it got ruled out. So I was quite happy about that, and then. Richarlison scored again and it got rolled out. So I was, you know, angry and happy again. But, yeah, unfortunately, third time. It was third time lucky for Richarlison. And, yeah, you pointed out that, yeah, Man Erdegaard, I quite like what I've seen from Erdegaard recently and I've actually moved for him. He's actually in my side of gone for something pretty different. And he's at that price, that 5.4, where it acts as a bit of enabler as well for squads. And he's hardly owned. He's only owned by 1.4% of the game. So, Something a bit different there. And and if, you know, Smith Rowe is going to be injured for a bit longer, he's probably going to play more as a number 10. So he's had quite a few shots the last few game weeks and and looks good on the eye. Hopefully just if he can impose himself a bit more in games like he did at Real Sociedad, he's going to be a real player, especially at that price. But, yeah, I think a lot of managers probably have ESR anyway. So if you are looking for something different, there's the option there. But, yeah. Another thing to mention for Arsenal is that Harry Highpants, Kieran Tierney, made a return (laughs) in place of Tavares. So, uh, you know, there was some talk recently whether Tavares was going to take that spot from Kieran Tierney. But, yeah, yeah, he was back and supplied the assist there for for Erdegaard.
0: It's very frustrating because I held him for so long and he sort of, I think he played one or two games and then just was never to be seen from. And the only news coming out of Arsenal was... We'll see how he goes. He'll be yeah. sort of, you know, last minute. And that was last minute for about five weeks. So I got rid of him and then, yeah, finally gets the return.
1: Yeah, he's one of those classic, frustrating fantasy players where um, you could have him for 10 weeks and he might only play like four games. But, yeah, the minute you sell him, he probably goes on a run of seven games.
0: <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, I might get on to differentials for this week. I sort of, I've gone with Madison, I think. Um, He did have a quiet game last week, but I'm backing him to um, return this week. I think they've got a decent fixture this week, and I think he's going to be very uh, important for them this week, and I I could see him getting in amongst the goals and assists this week. What about you, Demo?
2: Yeah, for me, um, I've uh, put down Sioux Fowler's. My uh, differential, I think, with the turn of fixtures that West Ham have and with – a few were a few injuries, sort of key injuries down back now. I think Soufal just uh, sits in nicely in that um, either a wing back role or in that sort of wing uh, uh, wing role, uh, full back role. Sorry, and um, yeah, so I can see him doing uh, quite well there. Uh, I couldn't mention though the uh, according to the scout, um, the fantasy football scout, they've actually picked John Joe Shelby as a differential to watch this week. So uh, quite... Fulton uh, well, an- <laughs>
0: has been working his magic, mate.
2: So. <laughs> quite an interesting option there. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm going with Diogo Dalot. so the, the Man United right wing back. So as we mentioned just before, now with Juan Bissaka looking like he may be sitting out a couple games because of injury and selection, he, I think at $4.4 million And such a differential, he's only, a, he's gone up to 0.7%, so he's still, you might see his name floated about a lot on FPL Twitter, but no one actually owns him, so it's an easy move for managers with a uh, Sergio on problem, or looking to downgrade one of those big premium defenders, and yeah, I think we're going to see uh, some attacking returns from the Portuguese man there.
0: Yeah, no, I like it, and I think I've seen about 40,000 people transfer him in so far, so a lot of people are sort of banking on him, sort of winning that spot over Basaka So we'll see how that goes. And obviously with the news about Basaki you were saying this morning at the end of the game, he did get stretched off. So he's a great shout with that news coming through. Um, next we get on to plays that you're going to watch over the next couple of weeks. So i sort of just um, looking at sort of downgrade slash upgrade options for Liveramento. So I'm sort of looking at Ben Davies, uh, Safar, um, tellers and Dello. So I'm... Um, probably leaning towards Delo, um and Sufao at the moment, just with the, obviously, COVID uh, injury cloud around uh, Tottenham, as- uh, Tottenham assets. But, um, yeah, Sufau and Delo sort of are looking like two very attractive options. Obviously, Delo at that 4.4 4 and Sufau, I think, 4.7. So two players I'm looking at. Um, what about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, for me, obviously, I would have had... Um Tottenham assets in this um, in this category, but given the news about them, I've got to shout out um, both Bernardo and uh, and Mount as two players to definitely watch if you're not already uh, doing so or don't already have them in your sides. I think, especially Mount, um, he's just he's a quality player, absolutely quality player. So yeah, so those are two players that um, I'm definitely going to be watching. Uh, how about yourself, uh, Pete?
1: Yeah, two players. I'm going to two former Borussia Dortmund players there Christian Pulisic, the Chelsea midfielder there, um, 7.9 million, only 0.6% owed. And the second one at Man United, Jaden Sancho. So he is a bit more pricey, 8.9 million. But I think under Ralph Ragnick um, and a very attacking United up against Norwich, um, he may. Get a few more goals because yeah, I think he's got two goals now recently. Um, the last few games, so hopefully he can add a few more to those. But yeah, I'm going with some some pacing wingers up against some pretty bad defenses this game week.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like the shout of Sancho. I think because he has played previously in the system and actually looked really good in the system, so I think he's going to be quite nailed if he can sort of continue the form that he showed recently. Um. Next up, we got the shit the bed segment. I, it was pretty easy for me, Arsenal. Like, how do you take a one-goal lead against a team like Evan and, and then just park the bus and then the bus, the tyres fall off and uh, just fucking <laughs> catches fire and it's all she wrote in there. You lose the game 2-1. But what about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. You, you, can't, um, you can't go past uh, Arsenal this week. They just, they, they just looked awful. They looked really, really bad. Um, one of my uh, friends that uh, uh, he owns a, a coffee van, I go get coffee from him most mornings, um, massive Arsenal fan. He just looked at me the other day and he, he goes, I've literally cancelled off the sports. He goes, I can't do this anymore. I can't watch <laughs> Arsenal. <I cannot." laughs> he goes, I'm done. I'm not watching it anymore. Um, they were just pathetic, so... Uh, they they are firmly in the shit the red cars, uh segment this uh this week. How about yourself, Pete?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with unfortunately Edward Mendy. So this time last week, he was at the Ballon d'Or celebrations there, up, up for you know goalkeeper of of the year, and, and then he gets absolutely mugged by Jared Bowen, and then watch Masiaku uh, cross slash shot end up in the net which he parried into so yeah shocking game from from mendy there you don't see that too often he's been pretty superb since he arrived at chelsea but yeah as far as games go i've seen, I've seen sunday league keepers have better games than that
0: <laughs> yeah no definitely it was a, a bit of a scratchy head moment looking at uh, what <laughs> happened there but um he's a good keeper so i don't think he's gonna sort of do that too often but yeah it is quite funny to watch though I might get on to our mailbag questions. Um, first question we've got, who's the best two from Foden, Mount, Bowen and Bernardo Silva? So I'm sort of, as much as Silva's in form, I sort of, I don't mind the shout of Mount and Bowen. I sort of, I like the upside of Mount when he is starting. He he looks very dangerous and he, he's very close to getting 15 points every week that he plays. So I'd have to go Mount and Bowen. Um, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so uh, for me, it's just, it's so hard. Like, obviously, with Foden potentially being
2: injured, I'm kind of sort of ruling out this question here, but Mount Bowen, Bernardo, see, you can't go wrong with any of them. Um, uh, I'm going to have to say, uh, sort of agree. Uh, you said Bowen and Bernardo, didn't
0: you? I said Bowen and uh, Mount. Mount ah, Bowen. Okay, okay,
2: yeah. yeah. So. Uh, it's a tough one. It's so tough. I'm going to say Bernardo and Bowen, but just they're they're so equal. To, I don't think you can go wrong with any. Just I think, um, yeah, I think uh, Bernardo maybe just edges Mount, but um, but yeah, it is a really really tough one, and I don't think you got you can go wrong with um any of them really. Uh, how about yourself, Pete?
1: Yeah, I think I might go as well with Jared Bowen and yeah, Bernardo Silva. And I love Mason Mount. I'm an absolute Mason Mount fanboy, but I think maybe he probably might get rotated a bit more and the fixtures sort of go up and down a little bit for Chelsea, whereas he might get more bang for buck with, with Bowen and Bernardo because yeah, the West Ham and City fixtures look superb for, for quite a long stretch there.
0: No, it's a fair call. It, it is a, a tough choice, but I think either of those options, at least two of those are going to be decent options, whatever way you go. So yeah. um, next question, we've got uh, Kane to Ronaldo or Rafinha to Man City midfielder. Um, I'd probably go Kane to Ronaldo just because I think he's a decent captaincy shout this week, and then they have decent fixtures all the way through to about week 27. So I like that over the Rafinha to a Man City midfielder. What about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, so with me, uh, definitely, I think Kane to Ronaldo should be your first priority. Uh, in saying that, you could even do something like a Kane to someone cheaper, uh, you know, potentially an Antonio if you don't have him or a Dennis, um, and then really beef up your um, midfield by going to Rafinha. You know, it can be to a Man City player or a, or a Mount or a and like one of those plays as well. So there's definitely options. Um, yeah, even a Bruno and a,
0: and a Sterling or something like that also is an option.
2: I wouldn't necessarily – I don't think I'd necessarily go Sterling. Bruno potentially, but I think I think I need to see some returns out of Bruno before I sort of have a look at him again. Uh, I'd be curious – and actually you could probably answer this, Q – um, who do you think takes the next penalty for, you know, would you think it's probably going to be Ronaldo? Um, like, you know, given, let's just say they're both starting. Who takes the, who takes the first penalty?
0: I'd say it would be Ronaldo because I think he's taken a pen under the new, or it was under Carrick, but um, mm. I heard something kind of pod that um, the Rags has been giving uh, Carrick sort of, Tactical orders and how he wants the team to be set out till he could obviously make the trip over and and take up the coaching role. So I'd say probably Ronaldo at this stage, but you never know. What,
2: what did you just call him? The rags.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the rags, mate. So, so Find he only,
2: so, so he only coaches once a month, does he?
0: No, mate, we only lose, we only lose <laughs> once every 28 days mate <laughs> so good time to be me and I'd supporter mate we only lose once every 28 days um, so we're we'll going to be go. grumpy one day out of 28 so
2: oh uh, well at least you're wearing the right colours
0: <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs>
2: I, won't make, uh, <laughs> I won't make any more of those jokes period Okay,
0: That's uh, <laughs> oh mate your, your wife's been a nerdy.
2: Yeah. More than likely, like she doesn't listen to the pod. The next uh, podcast <laughs>
0: will be with Pete as my co-host. I <laughs> <laughs> we'll be no more. Um, <laughs> next up, we got uh, a friend of mine, Dean. He sent me his team through. We were chatting earlier about it. And, you know, he's got uh, James, uh, Regulon, uh, Sanchez and Goals, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Gallagher, Salah, Gray, Jota. Uh, Dennis Ronaldo, Jimenez, Livramento, and Townsend. He's got two free transfers and point two in the bank. So, I sort of I looked at possibly getting it. I'd say get Jimenez out, um, and then get Regulon out. Probably Regulon for um, uh, what's the bloke for Adello from, Adelo from uh, Man United to sort of free up a bit of funds and possibly go Jimenez to Antonio. I think could be a decent move. But what about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for me, um, I will preface this and say, obviously, when uh, when Pete answers this question, he can answer the last question as well. Given he didn't give him an opportunity to answer that one,
1: <laughs> I'm, still, um, but, I'm still speechless after what you were saying before. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh gotta, gotta, you know what? Gotta have a bit of fun or else you go insane. Um, <laughs> like, look for me. I think um, he's got to get Regu- Regulian now. So whether he downgrades Regulian, um, he can uh, downgrade him. He's he's still got McCarthy sort of on the bench as well, and he's got Sanchez starting. So uh, he may potentially just do a sort of double downgrade and then use those funds to potentially. Um, you know, move on a, a, a Townsend to one of those inform uh inform midfielders. Uh other than that all, you know, or uh, you know, upgrading Gallagher, but I think I think the main move for him would potentially be just double down Grave Regullian and uh McCarthy and then use those funds to um beef up his side. Uh yeah, so how about yourself Pete, do you want to answer the first question before you answer the second one?
1: Uh, first question. I'll go with yeah. Kane to Ronaldo. Prioritize that, especially. I mean, even if Spurs end up do playing and Kane is fit and able to play, I think the team around him is going to be pretty rubbish. So, uh, and the prospect of seeing FPL Twitter, everyone just going writing C every single time Ronaldo scores <laughs> one of his one of his like four goals he's going to score this weekend would just like send me off to the corner of my room and start crying. So I would definitely prioritise that. And as far as Dean's teams go, yeah, the the Sergio Reggion. I mean, he came out after the game on the weekend and said, hey, everyone, don't sell me an FPL. I'll be back soon. But, yeah, sell him because (laughs) um, (laughs) everything's hitting the fan (laughs) at (laughs) Spurs. Yeah, I don't think um, had had a look around the change rooms at the moment to see a few people coughing and stuff. So, yeah, get rid of him. Like um like you mentioned, yeah, the cheap move to Diogo Dallo is definitely on there. And yeah, I'll probably get rid of Townsend. Um I, I think you mentioned he's also got Damari Grainy side, was that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got so up. He, yeah, you gotta double up Everton midfield there. So move him on for someone and yeah, be adventurous, go with someone like yeah, Martin Erdegaard join the Erdegaard fan club with myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, even I think he might even have enough money if you downgrade uh Regulon to Dello, you might have enough to go bowing. Um, oh, yeah. In Even Townsend. <laughs> so I'd have to do the mass, but I think that might be nearly bang on um, exact money. Yeah. Um, next question uh, What is your favorite Christmas movie? Um, I'd have to go with the classic uh, Elf. I sort of I seem to watch that every year and it never gets old. What about you, Damo? Uh
2: So is this uh, favorite Christmas movie? Yep. Or yippee Kaye's most famous line uh, in, I uh, won't say the next word, but yippee got to be a bit of Die Hard. Die Hard's got to be a, it's a great Christmas film, and I'll fight anyone that uh, says it's uh, not a Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself, uh, Pete?
1: Well, this was my question. I threw it in at the, at the last minute. So, yeah, every every Christmas my wife and I, we there's like five, absolute must movies that we watch every year. So, yeah, Elf, Elf is up there. Uh, we also watch uh, Home Alone. It still makes me laugh even though I'm, mm-hmm. you know, close to 40 years old. Uh, the other one is Love Actually. I will fight anyone to the death that does not rate Love Actually as a Christmas movie. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, an absolute oh, it's must. It's always mm-hmm. on TV, Christmas night. Yeah. Too. It's an easy one to watch after you've had a... Too much to eat and drink and and relax on the couch and yeah of course Die Hard Die Hard is a Christmas movie mm-hmm. it, it is Christmas Eve it's the Nakatomi Towers it's <laughs> it's L A it's everything so yeah Bruce I'm, Bruce Wills shooting yeah. Germans what, what, what do you want
2: <laughs> I'm disappointed you did not have one movie in your top five um, it's one of my all time favorite Christmas movies and that's going to be uh, Jingle oh, All the Way. Yeah. <laughs> Jingle all the I do way. The, quite a bit actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the Arnie, the Arnie film. It's uh yeah. it's gold. It's fantastic. You, you, it's one that I sort of watch with my uh with my students every year, and it's uh it's great fun. It's great fun. Yeah. Have no, you watched you. the
0: the remake of uh National Lampoons Vacation?
1: No, course, no, no, I can't the say one, one, have either. No, yeah, it's one, one, actually pretty it's funny.
0: It's um worth a watch. It's sort of it's uh I think it's him growing up with his own kids. That's right. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's, to... it's pretty funny actually. I I got a good laugh at it.
1: What's the place called that they go to? Is it Wally's Wally's World?
0: Yeah, Wally's Wonder World or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, and it's and it's the one where he um
2: he kidnaps the guy and goes on the rides, yeah. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Yep, yep, I yep, yep. Who so. doesn't say another classic is the uh, European vacation. That's 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 gold. The National and European, European vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's always love it. That, that's They're always good, good with uh, with Rusty in his hat and uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the poor dog that jumps off the Eiffel Tower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like him. I, I quality movies. Um, I might get on to our questions slash scenario. Um, this week we've got um in a zombie apocalypse, which three footballs would you want on your side? Um, I sort of went, I'll start with Harry Maguire um, as fodder, so <laughs> just to push him to the zombies and give us a sort of extra bit of time to get away um, unless um, for some reason he comes good and he's he, he outruns the zombies, but can't see it happen. Um Probably go with Roy Keane, you know, a bit of mongrel in him. Um, <laughs> definitely could probably take on a few zombies um, and probably – I'd actually I was thinking of someone else, but I'd actually probably have to go. Uh Suarez, I sort of I see you have him as well, Damo. I think just um if if there was a cure and the only way you could cure people is by biting them, I'd like to have that sort of <laughs> on my side. So what about you, Damo?
2: Yeah, yeah. So obviously Suarez, um, you know, the big big chompers there. Always good to uh, to have him on uh, on your side rather than on uh, <laughs> on the zombie side. Uh, yeah, for me, zombies, <laughs> I don't fucking
0: scary stuff.
2: <laughs> for me, I've definitely got a theme with mine because I'd I'd, I'd have um, Eric Cantona in uh, uh, with me, and uh, so obviously you know he can he can fly kick his own fans. He can so he can definitely <laughs> uh, uh, battle some uh, zombies. Uh, and it's got to be, gotta be uh, Benny Jones, uh, just absolute maniac on his day. Uh, so good as gold there. And uh, the last one I'd pr- more than likely throw in is either a Zidane, obviously, you know, the, the best headbutter in the world. He uh, <laughs> can knock down the best of them. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, I've got those sort of three. I think did I have three or four, whatever I had in there. Uh, special mention to um, one of my favourite footballers in um, Adebayo, uh, akin Akinfenwa. Just an absolute beast, and uh, the way that he played, uh, I honestly don't know how he was a professional footballer because the, the man, the man was huge. But um, <laughs> quality, absolute quality. And uh, it's when he, um, I believe, he played for Wimbledon for a few years, and just um, that's where he sort of became a bit of a cult. Um, a cult to hero, to in in that team because I think he got them promoted. If I'm not mistaken, and uh, yeah, so those would be my ones that I'd um, definitely be <laughs> have on my side compared to uh, uh, not How about yourself, Pete.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not the biggest guy around. I'm I'm fairly tall and lanky, so I, I'm going to need some fighters. So I'm I'm going to have Jannari uh, Gattuso. Um, he's <laughs> Quite quite an angry little man. Then I'm going to have Joey Barton, Diego Costa, and, of course, you got to go Australian and go Kevin Musket. So I'm going to need those guys to help me out. And hopefully they don't all punch on with themselves. Hopefully they can fight off the zombies. And the last one I've got is Charlie Adams, the former Blackpool and oh, Stoke and nice. Liverpool player. He's a chunky man. And my thought is that if, you know, push comes to shove and we all have to start running, well, I reckon I could outrun Charlie Adams.
0: <laughs> yeah, So is
1: so.
2: so. is Kevin Musket there just to sort of throw to the zombies so you guys can
1: get away? So <laughs> I think he would just start fly-kicking people with you know, slide tackles. And <laughs>
0: I reckon you could use him as a bit of a distraction to stand him over in a corner and he can just start yelling at him and then they yeah. just all get attracted and then you get away.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, might get on to our team plans for this week. I sort of... I'm actually entertaining the idea of going um, Livramento to Dello this week just to have a bit of cover just in case, obviously, that Spurs fixture does get postponed because Lamptey obviously won't be playing. So, you know, I'm looking at that. He's only 4.4, 4, so it'll be only 0. 0.2 that I have to spend to sort of upgrade. But, yeah, I'm going to go for the captain, Ronaldo this week. I'm just going to stick to it and hopefully it pans out. What about you, Demo?
2: Yeah, I think in terms of captaincy, uh. In all honesty, I'm probably going to go Salah um, given just the the last couple of weeks hasn't been great for me as we've sort of spoken on the pod. Uh, So I think I just need to calm down a bit. Um, I definitely need to do some structuring up uh, in my side. So I'll be looking at um, potentially doing a few moves just to sort of rejuvenate my side because uh, at the moment it's, it's pretty woeful. So yeah so stay tuned, and we'll uh don't know quite know what moves I'll make I think the only move that i'm pretty much hundred percent gonna lock in is bringing bowen into my side um I've been talking about him for weeks i've been he's my you know he's my hype man uh he's my boy <laughs> uh you know one of my favorites down at West ham so i've gotta gotta bring him in and then uh, we'll see how we go from that point.
0: Sounds exhilarating, mate what about you Pete?
1: <laughs> Yeah, I had to go early with my moves to sort of fight off the the price rises and drops. So I had to take a hit as well. So that's my first hit of the season too. I've been pretty disciplined with the, the transfers this season. But, yeah, I, I Kane, Rafinha and Conor Gallagher have left my side and, and in comes Ronaldo and Bernardo Silva. So they were the main two I wanted. But to do that, I had to, yeah, remove Conor Gallagher. And I replaced him with, yeah, Martin Erdegaard. So, the yeah, arsenal fixture's looking not too bad and could be a real differential there. So gives me a bit you of know. a benching headache though.
0: <laughs> well it definitely does leave you the option to Captain uh Ronaldo, mate, so I'm looking forward to seeing what you decide to go.
1: Yeah, I've got some I've got some thinking to do and you, you were really trying to twist my arm before we went to air, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have your uh, your, your voice in, in my head all the next twenty four hours saying, Just Captain Ronaldo, uh, just do it and mate, see. You're only human.
0: You're only human, so <laughs> Um, that about wraps up our pod this week. Um, for all our stuff, head over to FPL underscore amateur underscore OZ. And for all of our West Ham propaganda, head over to FPL <laughs> West Ham. Um, and also our guest, Pete, head over to at FPL SideNet. He does a lot of good stuff over there. He usually either offers his opinion on transfers and possible players to look at. And then also head over to our Facebook, EPL Fantasy Amateurs of OZ. And also head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes for our podcast as well, and leave a five star rating even if you don't like us, as it gets us uh, new listeners and uh and sort of spreads our sort of our gospel to the masses. Um, and also FPL SideNet, his podcast is one of my favorite podcasts at the moment. It's it's usually short and sweet, and he has a lot of good info on there, and, and I quite enjoy it. Um, and thanks again for coming on, Pete. Man, it's been a pleasure.
1: No dramas at all. Thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, it's um, as I mentioned right at the top of the show, um, long-time listener, so I've been listening to, since day one. So a pleasure to join you guys tonight and chat some footy.
0: Nah, it's been good, and it's been a long time coming. I think it's been about a month or two months that we've been <laughs> trying to get you on, so... <laughs>
1: It has, and of course, the week I come on uh, West Ham, absolutely towel up Chelsea. So <laughs> thanks for that.
0: <laughs> it's almost like it was it was planned. But um, you know, I could be in need of a new co-host next week if uh, Most <laughs> misses ends up listening to the
1: pod. So. I know he's, he's, he's in a fair bit of trouble. Did you notice him earlier? He was he, the vo- his voice volume dropped really low when he's uh, making a few of those comments too. So I reckon he's in a bit of trouble once he gets off the air.
0: <laughs> uh, nah, so leave good, for yes. work at 4am mate she don't, won't get a chance to get you
2: <laughs> nah, uh, anyway fellas
0: good. good luck this week and uh damo mate uh forever keep um losing <laughs> and uh getting further away from me in the rankings mate yeah all good all good thanks boys Thanks.